Hello and welcome to the Her Product Lab podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Masterson. Today, you're going to be listening to our conversation with Shelly Kalish, who is a digital product leader at American Express, where she leads the development and growth of its mobile app. But before we get to that, a little bit about Her Product Lab. Her Product Lab is a community of motivated women in product management who want to help each other learn and grow. So we host these Friday virtual sessions where we get to tap into the experiences of women who work in product to help us with our careers. And it is a live session. Each week we cover a different topic. And if you want to get in on one of these sessions to have your questions answered, go to herproductlab.com. We take questions from the chat to make sure that all of your questions are answered during that session. We're also looking forward to March 4th, just a little under a month away from when this podcast is airing. We have our virtual full day summit. There's a fantastic lineup of speakers and topics with women in the industry, including product managers at companies such as Elvest, Forbes, iFund Women, and Etsy, along with wellness sessions and relationship building opportunities. Again, you can find that information at herproductlab.com and also follow us on Instagram at herproductlab. A little bit about Shelly before we get to the interview. Like I said before, she's a digital product leader at American Express. She's focused on incorporating value-added benefits onto the app, digital servicing, and growing the digital active user base, which of course is no easy feat. And she does this all while balancing a family with some small children at home. So that's what this session was all about, was balancing that work-life balance of being a product manager and a mom, especially during COVID and having to do that all from home. And this isn't just applying to women in the product field. This is also for any working parent of how to balance that, especially during COVID where you're doing both things from home, schooling from home, working from home. Well, it could get a little hectic sometimes. So let's get into our interview with her. Thank you so much for joining us today, Shelly. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. I'm very excited. So we're just going to start off with the basic blanket question of just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I've been in the product industry for the last 10 years, working all the way in startups to large corporations where I'm at Amex today. And I've been there for the last six years. My through line has always been customer first. So when I've led a variety of highly talented cross-functional product teams, driving development of a shared vision amongst engineers, marketing, product design, resulting in the launching of features, product lines across different business units, both in B2B and in B2C uh, that have ultimately an impact to the bottom line. I am also a mom to two girls, my oldest, Mia. She is four years old and almost like going on 14. And my youngest, uh, Livy, she is one years old. And yeah, she's got the tantrums already down at just uh, one, one years old. So uh, it's, been a, it's been a treat. How has it been being a working mother for you in product? Yeah, so, you know, I think it's being a working mother in general is, is hard. I mean, every day is something different, right? And I think in, in product specifically, it's even harder because you have so many things that you're juggling. Product is a very demanding role. 
I have the utmost respect for my designers and for my fellow engineers, but it's often easy to kind of, you know, have being an engineering, like in silo, you're coding or being a designer, you have an output. Whereas in product, you're kind of at the hub and crossroads of every part of the organization, meetings with marketing, meetings with sales, with finance, with, you know, engineering and design. At any given day, you're pulled in a million directions, just being like, just at work. And then you come home or, you know, you kind of, at this point, I'm already at home, but at home, you're also pulled in a million directions. You have to, you know, dinner and bath time and talking about your day and, you know, tantrums that are happening and sibling fights and all kinds of things. So it's it's definitely demanding and it's, it takes a lot out of you. It's always like, go, go, go. And at the end of the day, you're kind of just like, take a deep breath and wait for the next day to, to start all, all over again. I think especially now during the pandemic, I'm I'm a hot mess most of the days. I, you know, I, I don't even get dressed. I have my hair up in a bun and I like roll out of bed and make sure like the Mia, like my oldest is like off to school and then kind of like logging into the computer. So I'm just like rolling from like the bed to the kitchen to, to the computer. And so it's hard. I also like when this pandemic started, I was on maternity leave and it was my second maternity leave. So I, I had all these hopes and dreams of being able to finally read and, you know, take some time. And I knew what I was doing because it was my second time around. But instead, I was basically homeschooling my four-year-old, dealing with a newborn. It was really, really hard. And then when I came back to work, I not only had to play catch-up, but I had to play catch-up virtually. Like all the priorities shifted. It was different team members, different like products that I had to learn to work on. And it was just a lot to kind of just like do while still being at home and, and having to learn it all in from a remote location. Being a working mother is hard. Being a working mother in, in product is really hard. So what are some of the ways that motherhood has taught you to be a better product leader? I think one of the main things is empathy, right? We we all, as just as being a mom and being a person, having empathy and being able to be compassionate and connect more to how you talk to your team, compassion and empathy, how you talk to your leader, to your stakeholders, and really trying to connect with the people around you. I mean, when you have kids, you're basically learning a brand new personality in the same way you're learning personalities of people on your team. Even though you're raising this person, it's still, you know, they're still an independent. They all have their own personalities. And so you really have to learn to connect with them to be able to get anything done in the same way that you work with, you know, connecting with your stakeholders. I think the other the other ways that motherhood has really influenced my, my product role is I've learned to be just really super efficient um, with my time and focused on what I can and can't do. I feel like I've always been a pretty efficient, like efficient, but it's even more so now when it's like, I know I have only this much time to give to, to work because once the end of the day comes around, I have something else I have to give my focus and my attention to. So really knowing how to be efficient with time management is another way I think has influenced. And then the last thing I would say is just being patient. By trade, I'm not a patient person. And I, I kind of like always like I'm on the go and I'm, it's hard for me, but motherhood has definitely put me to the test with my patience. And so that has been really good, I think, for my product career as well, just learning to kind of understand others and, you know, take a deep breath. The flip side of that, while, you know, just talking about how motherhood has impacted you as a product leader, 
how has being a product leader, how has that impacted and what have you been able to transfer over to motherhood? I think one thing interesting about product is you're doing so many different things in a different day. You know, one day you're doing more strategy, the other day you could be more like execution and like in the weeds with the engineers and building and you have to approach things differently and constantly like innovating and testing and experimentation. And so I think having that experimentation and innovation mindset has really kind of bled into my parenting style and just like how I approach motherhood. So for example, in when this pandemic first hit, my four-year-old, like I'm sure many toddlers and other four-year-olds really struggled, right? It was a big change, a big shift. And she hurt the number of tantrums and just screams and fights that, that she that she had really accelerated. And it was really, really hard. And, you know, she had a new sister, you know, she didn't have school, she was at home. Um, there was a lot of change going around. And I, you know, at first I was like, Ugh, my patience got the best of me. And I was like, timeouts and like fighting with her. And like, that obviously didn't help. And then I was like, okay, like switching tactics. So I tried something called time-ins where instead of like putting her in a room by herself, I sit with her for a few minutes and talk to her. That didn't work with her specifically. You know, time-ins do work for others, but it didn't, it didn't work. Like she was still lashing out. And then, so, you know, I went back to my motherhood, uh, my mother group and different boards to get ideas. Cause that's what, you know, also in product I do, I reach out to my community. I kind of see what others are doing in terms of like how they're testing things out. And um, I, you know, I had all these ideas and I tried them out. And then finally someone said, you know, just try taking 10 minutes of your day, you know, no matter how busy you are, 10 minutes, just you and her to connect with her. And if you just give her 10 minutes of the day, you will really see that that has a huge improvement and it actually worked. And, you know, 10 minutes is not a lot of time. We do it um, after like the little one goes to sleep. Like I play with her, I let her choose whatever she wants. You know, if it's like make-believe, if it's blocks, uh, 10 minutes like wholly dedicated just to her. And when she feels like, you know, that connection, she feels supported and loved and yeah, it's really improved just her tantrums and her style. So again, I think approaching it from an experimentation and like a testing really helped me find the way that worked with, with her and, and how to help her as well. I feel like most of us felt like her in the beginning of this pandemic throwing tantrums. It wasn't just four year olds, it was adults too. <laughs> yeah, and even now, I mean, right? Like we're all ready for this to be over. So, so yes. <laughs> it's very relatable for everybody. We can all like so, throw our hands down. <laughs> yeah, it definitely it may have helped some people throughout the pandemic. You just have your moment, throw a tantrum in your house, and then maybe you'd feel a little bit better. We should learn from the, the toddlers. <laughs> you're listening to the her product lab podcast i'm your host chelsea masterson thanks so much for listening today don't forget to get information about our full day virtual summit march 4th 2021 in just a month now from when this podcast airs there's a fantastic lineup of speakers from top women in the industry at companies such as Elvest, Forbes, iFundWomen, and Etsy. Get details on that, herproductlab.com. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Instagram at herproductlab. What has mom guilt felt like to you specifically? And do you have any tips on how to manage that? Mom guilt is feeling like you're not doing enough for your kids or you're not doing like what's like your best isn't enough. You're not present enough. I mean, we're all so tired at the end of the day and you want to just put them in front of a TV sometimes or you don't want to do drop off or pick off. 
pick up and you feel really bad about it. And I emphasize the feeling not good enough because I think ultimately it's like in our own heads, right? Like, as I mentioned, if you just give them that 10 minutes a day, it fills them up with like such love that they carry with them. So a lot of the time, the mom guilt is more in the mom's head and it's all our own guilt versus like the kids actually feeling like they're not getting enough of that quality time or whatever we're doing isn't good enough. And so I think knowing that ultimately it's your feelings and if you think that if you see your kid as happy and if you feel like they're supported and loved, you probably are doing enough. Not probably, you, you are doing enough. Like you are a good mother. You are the best mother for your kid and you know what's best for them. And it's okay if you have to put them in front of a TV because you need a 10 minute break and you can't just handle it. Um, and it's okay to, you know, just sometimes just tell them I need a few minutes for myself. You know, kids are much more resilient than, than I think we, we give them credit for. You want to be a role model for your kids. And so you, you want to be able to be the best person that you can be. And so if you need time for yourself to do that, that's okay. And I, I think the other, other tips I would say is know your deal breakers and the tools you're willing to pay. So for example, if being on a PTA meeting is like, or PTA is like too much for you, so don't do it. If um, you can't chaperone like a few class activities or not that anyone's doing that now, but if you need, if you know that like putting them in front of TV, like X amount of time is, is okay for you, then go ahead and do that. If you're, if you're not the one like could, who can help with homework, it's okay, fine to like to outsource that. So know what your deal breakers are and what your the tools you're willing to pay. And I think that will help with managing the mom guilt because you know, okay, I know I'm okay with my daughter watching like an hour of TV or two hours of TV in a day. I know that I can't always be chaperoning and I'll miss some rehearsals or some you know events, but I'm okay with that too. And I think the last thing is by nature of who I am and I think most people in product, I wanna be able to do it all. I want to be able to give 200% of myself to my kids at home, to my husband, to my family, but also to my, you know, 200% of myself at work. I want to be successful. And that's exhausting to give 200% in, in every way all the time. And I, I think knowing that it's okay sometimes not to give 200% and to know, okay, maybe I need to take a step back here, or maybe today I'll only be able to give 100% or 50% or even 20% of myself to this job or this task at hand or to my kids today. You know, I think especially with COVID raging, there's a lot of stress and anxiety, and we really need to take care of our, ourselves and give ourselves credit. And if you're not feeling well, you have to take, like my husband actually had COVID and when he had it, like he, they told him the most important thing is, is to rest because rest really heals everything. So it's okay if you're not feeling well and you just need to take a nap to, to do that for yourself. I, I will say one thing that there is also like career guilt. And I often feel guilty for not being able to give 100% or 200% of myself to work in terms of like, I can't always attend like the networking events or the happy hours or stay after work and talk to people and feeling like I wish I had more time or, you know, imposter syndrome, like feeling like I'm not good enough today or what I did today wasn't good on and I want to take on more projects, but I don't have the time and effort to, I want to get promoted, but you need to put in time to that. I want I want to be able to learn and read articles of product and grow, but by the end of the day, I'm so exhausted when I try to like open up a book or read an article, my, my brain is just completely fried. And so there's also the, the career guilt aspect of it and how to manage through that. And so I think mom guilt is real, but but yeah, there's there's two sides to it as well. You talked about feeling 
exhausted and, and anxious, and especially right now with COVID has definitely made all of those emotions feel even more intense. But what are some of your self-care tips when you are feeling burnt out, when you're being pulled in those million directions? How do you kind of focus in on yourself and center yourself again? Every person, this will be like, a, it'll be personal and different. I mean, you should ask yourself, how do you stay centered? You know, how what is like your way of escaping? For some people, it's taking a long bath with a candle. For some people, it's reading a good book or exercising or drinking wine. And I, I actually said, I, I wish I could be that person who drinks wine. Like I, one of my goals actually for this year is to drink more wine. Maybe that will help me with the burnout. I don't drink enough. Um, so yeah, I'm like the opposite. But I, I think for me, I'm a really big sucker for a good massage, which I'm definitely lacking for right now. And I, for me also uh, connecting with, with my girlfriends and even like stimulating my mind on hobbies and fun things is my way of, of kind of like just taking care of myself. Like I think it's like taking care of myself mentally, but also physically. So sleeping, like, yeah, I, I love sleep and I obviously don't get enough of it, but when my husband or somebody can give me like that extra hour in the morning or that extra hour at nap time, it does, it does wonders. Being with myself and finding something that like makes me happy and fun is is the way that I deal with a uh, burnout and, and trying to center myself back up. Again, your time is so important as a mother. I want to stress that if you give yourself that time, like not to feel guilty for taking that massage or for that bath, because you will be a better mom. You will be a, like better at work, and you will be like so much better in in both work and home. There was a time when my do- my newborn was like not sleeping and my oldest wasn't sleeping she had really bad sleep regressions and i was so exhausted and i snapped at my daughter like i just like snapped at her and like yelled and i felt so so bad afterwards and i knew like that for me was like a a wake up like okay i i have to take a break i need something and i told my husband you need to give me like i don't know an hour two hours like a half a day to myself something like i'm losing it like i can i can sense that i'm losing myself and like i'm not happy as who i am as a mother and i i can't do it and so so yeah like know know your limits and hopefully like you know you're not going to get past it and just know what your breaking point is as well i'm reading our chat right now and monica said her new year's resolution last year was to worry less and drink more, which was definitely a good year for that resolution. And then Hannah said a day at a hotel without husband and kids was the best break I took this year. That's a good one too. Just kind of like that self care staycation. And I mean, not just as wine, you know, it's good to unwind, but it's, you know, they say it's good for your health. I mean, depending on who you ask, but I just saw an <laughs> article, the queen apparently starts drinking at like 10 AM and has her designated five times a day and different drinks she has throughout the day. And she's she looks pretty good so she's doing something right and maybe it's the alcohol and the wine or maybe it's living that wealthy and stress-free but who knows (laughs) she looks good and she looks pretty chill to me i mean yeah i'm sure she has a lot of health but you know whatever gets her by (laughs) exactly you're listening to the Her Product Lab podcast. This interview was part of a live session that we host every Friday, virtual sessions where we get to tap into the experiences of women who work in product to help us in our careers. We cover a variety of topics. And if you want to get your questions answered, join us one Friday, get details, herproductlab.com. Some of the questions that you've heard so far in this interview and we'll be hearing are from our chat in that session. So make sure you check that out, herproductlab.com and on Instagram at herproductlab.
We talked about ways that your experience in product has helped your mothering, how being a mother has helped in product. How are some ways that those two have really just intersected where you almost feel like you're doing the same job for both of them? So I think, again, it's it's um, utilizing like the empathy and like the compassion. So with, with your user, right, whether your user is like a toddler or a baby or like the users of, of your product. So just knowing, like getting to know who your user is and what drives them, like what keeps them motivated, what keeps them going and, and being creative. So I think both parenting and, and product has really allowed me to get like my creative juices going. I, I tell this story one time that I, when my oldest was, I took her four years ago to a doctor's appointment and, you know, just like any mother, like completely like mom brain, I forgot to bring diapers in the diaper bag. I forgot to repack it. And she had a really big <laughs> and I, I was like, oh my god! And like the doctor didn't have diapers for some reason. And I was like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? Like I want her to sit with it because it was like a half an hour drive away. What I did have was these wee wee pads. And I hope I can say wee wee, but like wee wee pads. <laughs> yes, you're good. Because <laughs> um, I, I use those like just when I like if I had to change her in public, I'd have like I'd put out a wee wee pad. So I had a wee wee pad, but I didn't have a diaper, of course. So I, I took the wee wee pad and I put it over the poopy diaper, and then I closed the diaper. And the doctor looked at me and I was like, "Do you think that's healthy?" And she's like, "It's fine for like half an hour. That's that's ingenious. Like that's like really creative." It showed me that sometimes you have to like your your ingenuity like is is really in there and being a mom and in, in like frantic moments it kind of brings it out on you in you and I think uh, in product is is the same way as well. I also think the other way they intersect intersect is the sense of accomplishment right when you see like your kid walk for the first time or smile for the first time or read or write you're like wow like this is my child and they're growing and it's like there's nothing greater as a, being a proud parent or feeling happy or accomplished than seeing like your child be happy and growing and, and, and doing that and I think the same way with with product when you release your first product or your, your 50th product into the wild and you see be successful or how users respond to it that sense of accomplishment is is really amazing as well. If you could give some advice for working parents, what would that be? One, use your voice. If you can't do something, if you know you can't join an 8 a.m. meeting or a 5 p.m. meeting because you have to do drop off or you know, don't feel bad by saying, hey, I'm sorry, like I can't make that time. Can we find another time? Or if you can't take something on because it's during COVID right now, like you know you just won't be able to give 100%. It's okay to say like, you know, right now, I don't know if I can take this project on. Is there something else I can do instead? So speak up for yourself and, and use your voice. And I know that's easier said than done, especially minorities who, who struggle and feel like if they, if they speak up, they'll be reprimanded for it or they'll be like dismissed the next time around. But I think the more of us who we do speak up and we do use our, vo do use our voices just to like tell people like what we can and can't do, um, it will just set like a, a better precedent for, for the future. And then my second one, which I think is the most important is use your village. I know I'm privileged. I have, you know, my daughter is in daycare right now. My youngest has a nanny. I have a husband who's very supportive of my career and, you know, as, as, a, as a dad as well. And for me, that, that's privilege. Not everybody has that privilege. But if you don't have that, if you don't have a way to have help, then build your village, basically. Like, I have a really great mom group who 
I rely on for everything. When when my daughter was a newborn and they had kids and I was awake at like three in the morning and I would message in like my group, somebody was responding to me, making me feel better. When I'm having really rough days and I just can't do sleep training or, you know, my daughter is like, like beating me in the who can be more stubborn longer, I go to them. And so they really give me, like they really support me. And when one of us is like really, really struggling, we'll send care packages to each other um, to help, like they've sent me before, like games for my little one to play, um, to keep her distracted, like something new. They've we've sent each other like food to help us so we don't have to cook. So even if you can't afford and you don't have the privilege to, to hire help, find friends, find a village that you can use as a support network because it's so, so important for not just like your everyday to keep you going, but from a mental perspective as well. Grace wants to know, how did you find your mom group? I found my mom group in a couple of ways. One was some of them were friends that I had before through just, you know, work or school or the university and, and friends of friends and who happened to have kids around the same age. Some of them, like I have a four-year-old, some of them have kids that are a little bit younger. It doesn't necessarily have to be the exact same age. I mean, once you go through the trials and tribulations of pregnancy, giving birth, and going through the newborn stage, and like, you know, going through the, the first like year or so, and you can, you know, just provide the support of just like being compassionate and, and understanding. Um, so it was a few of us kind of getting together um, and, you know, we're friends. And, but I think uh, there are definitely network groups. I live in New York and there's so many like Facebook groups and parenting groups that say like, you know, kids born in December of 20, you know, 18, like here's your group. Or if you're pregnant or if you have a newborn, definitely like Google and like research what's around you because there are so many network groups and so many like other people like you. So it's, it's, it's out there. Thank you so much for joining us today, Shelly. Yeah, thank you. I really, really hope that some of my advice in some ways that I could shed some light into like the balance between product and, and motherhood or just working parents everywhere for sure. Thank you so much for listening to the Her Product Lab podcast. Don't forget, get details about our virtual full day summit coming up March 4th, 2021. Details on that, herproductlab.com. You can get information there also about these virtual live sessions that we host every Friday. You can get your questions answered from some of our guests. Details, herproductlab.com and follow us on Instagram at herproductlab.com.